Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come join us at 10.30am every Sunday. We're going to welcome Steve and he is going to come and preach and speak to us this morning. So welcome Steve. Thank you, Neil. We'll just pray for you before you start. Lord, we thank you for Steve. We thank you for his amazing story of your love and your grace towards him. And we pray that as he speaks, you would speak directly into our hearts. Tell us of your amazing love. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks very much. Good morning, everyone. Is the sound okay? This one flipped towards me. All good? Good. Brilliant. Morning, everyone. It's um, again strange circumstances. So the last time I was here it was during the big lockdown, and I, I spoke this way um, in front of a pretty empty building. Good, good. <laughs> in front of a pretty empty building, um, and then was asked to talk again, which is absolutely fantastic. And it's empty again. So there we go. So um, no pressure because it goes live, and then it also goes out. Um, it's, it's pre-recorded, etc. So it's there forever. So let's hope we get things right. Good. It's great to be here. I won't be talking about boils on the bum. I won't be talking about balls in the shower or anything like that. Um, let's, let's, let's do this properly and, and see what happens. I love to worship. <clears throat> I, I absolutely love it on a, on, a, on a Sunday morning, no matter where it is. Worship brings me so much closer to God. It's, it's just the most fantastic thing, isn't it? And it's, and it's free. It's available for all of us, whether it's you know, in the car on the train, in the shower, um, whether it's in the kitchen, you know, we can't fail to feel closer to God than, than at those moments and the particular lyrics that hit me in a, in a certain way. I absolutely love it. It's just wonderful. All the old hymns, all the, the modern songs, there's some Christian hip-hop, which I know Neil is a massive fan of. Um, there's a genre for everybody out there, and it's, you know, listen to the lyrics because there's, some, there's just some truly wonderful stuff available for us all. It really is great. And it's it's easy for us to be a Christian on a Sunday morning, isn't it? It's easy for us to, well, not at the moment, but generally, it's easy for us to be a Christian on a Sunday morning and come into church and worship the Lord and go out full of the Holy Spirit. It's easy for us to do it when we're at Bible group or surrounded by other Christians. But day to day, it's actually not that easy. We often turn away from God. We often forget that God's there. And to me, particularly, worship music just draws me right back and when I'm drawn back to him, he draws nearer to us. And it's just absolutely wonderful relationship that we have together. It's, it's, it's there for us all. I encourage anyone to worship. I have the worst voice in the world, generally. It's, 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 it's absolutely appalling. I have nothing but respect for the guys that, that stand up here and play the instruments. I have zero talent when it comes to that sort of thing. But I will happily sing aloud because God is love and God is amazing. So there's a few... God calls us to worship as well. It's, it's, it's not as if it's, it's just something we're doing off our own back. He literally tells us time and time again to worship him. The Bible tells us that. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously in Isaiah. Sing to the Lord. Worship the Lord. Praise the Lord. And what an honor it is to praise the Lord for the things that he's done for us. There are certain lyrics that hit me like a ton of bricks. And regularly, for those that have known me on a Sunday morning, I'm often in tears here. Because, you know... It's, it's, it's not pathetic, I've got past that. Regularly in tears when I listen to certain lyrics. The song, What a Beautiful Name It Is, 
my sin was great, your love was greater. It hits me like a ton of bricks, and I can barely complete the rest of the song after I've, after I've heard that line. In the song, So Will I, and as you speak, a hundred billion failures disappear. That is just immense. That epitomizes everything that God has done for us. And it's just incredible. It just, it just it draws me so near to him, and there's a real understanding of what he's done in our lives. I love it so much. Amazing Grace, the original Amazing Grace, pretty much that whole song, <laughs> if you can't sing that whole song and truly understand pretty much every word that is in that song. It, it, it's a complete analogy of, of what God has done for us. Reckless love of God. <laughs> the song that we just heard before, before I came up. I'm not sure if you know this, but that song actually is quite controversial amongst the Christian circles. Um, how dare we call God's love reckless? But it's one of those songs that still evokes that emotion in me. I had a, had a, a heated discussion, probably an argument actually, with one of my colleagues at work about that song. We finished a, after a Christian conference, it came on. And we sat in the car and for 40 minutes had a big back and forth about this song. How dare they call God's love reckless? No, it's great. It's a Christian song. They're worshipping the Lord. This went on for quite a while and it's something that I've had to um, sort of really delve into and really sort of, you know, begin to understand. Um, are we just singing freely? Are we just, are we just singing recklessly? Are we just singing anything? And... The word reckless doesn't come with positive connotations, does it? Reckless, um, if, you, if you say a reckless driver, that's not a good thing. That never comes with anything good. If you say someone's reckless with money, that's not good. You know, there's nothing, there's not really much positive that comes from the word reckless. Hopefully, the songwriter, what he was alluding to is that there's no way we can actually describe God's love. It is indescribable. And in that sense... That would hopefully understood that, 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 that it is reckless, but there's three lyrics in that song, and that's why I get drawn to that song time and time again. I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it, still you'll give yourself away. That epitomizes the whole of the gospel message. I can't earn it, I don't deserve it, still you give yourself away. And I will listen to that song time and time again, because those three lyrics alone evoke such an emotion in me and describe everything. So we're going to focus on them. Now, particularly, I'm going to go through a, a, a good old-fashioned Bible 101. I'm going to go through a good old-fashioned gospel message, because um, I know there's some non-Christians listening, so it's for them. <laughs> it's for everyone, hopefully, but it's, it's for them in particular. So let's kind of start at the beginning. Well, actually, I'm going to do it. I'm going to switch them around. I don't deserve it. Why don't I deserve God's love? That sounds pretty bleak, doesn't it? And, well, here's the truth. Let's just get it out there. All guns blazing. We're all sinners. Every single one of us. Black, white, rich, poor. <laughs> Paul, me. Whoever it is, um, no matter what nationality you are, no matter what, where you come from, no matter what you do in your life, whether you're a Christian or not, we are all sinners. The Bible tells us that we all fall short of God's glory. It's pretty sad news, that, isn't it, actually? It's pretty... It hits us like a, like a, like a ton of bricks, really. And you think, what? I, you know, I've, I've tried to live my life well. Just on that note, it was quite easy for me to understand that I was a sinner because I can give you a list of the rubbishness that I've done throughout my life. I left a trail of destruction pretty much everywhere I went, so that wasn't a problem. But for Doreen down at the post office, or for Harry who works in the factory and, and you know, does, a, does a, a nice job and, and comes back and, and has essentially not done much wrong in his life, were they sinners as well? Yeah, sorry. 
I don't know who Doreen or Harry are, I made them up, but if there's a Doreen who works at the post office or a Harry who works in the factory, then I'm sorry, but we're all sinners. We have to accept that, we have to take that on board, that's just the truth of the Bible, and if we don't believe that, then we don't believe what Jesus did for us. We're all sinners. So what do we do with that? Where do we go with that? And why are we sinners? It goes back to the start, it goes back to the story of Adam and Eve. God created the world, God created everything, and God created us perfect, and he created Adam and Eve perfect as well. But they were lured into sin. From that day forth, everybody that's born, no matter where it is in the world, no matter, again, what, what, what colour, what creed, everybody's born into sin. That's the bad news out the way, okay? Good, right, it's fine. We have to accept that. <laughs> that's, just, that's just the way it is. I couldn't earn it. Okay, so how? how? I'm a sinner. I understand that. That's fine. Right, good. Not happy with it, but I, I get it. How do I then earn my place in heaven? How do I then earn God's love? You can't. There's no works that we can do. There's no level of obedience. There's no checks we can write. Here's the secret to how we earn or not earn God's love. We give our life to the Lord. We accept Jesus into our life. We accept that he died for our sins and we give ourselves to him. That is it. From the day that we do that with our hearts, we are saved. From that moment on, God won't love us any less. God won't love us any more. There is nothing we can do to change that. I can go on and do great works. I can go on and do wonderful things. I can go and build a school in an African country. Will I buy a better place in heaven? No. It is quite simple. The day that we give our life to the Lord is the day that we become saved. Will we go on to do good works? Yes. Will we go on to live a life obedient to God? Hopefully, yes. It's not going to save us anymore. The start of that process, the start of the day that we are saved, is the day that we are saved. It is the day that with our hearts we give our lives to the Lord. And the Bible tells us this over and over and over again. John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In Romans 10, 9, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one will boast. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. John 3.3, 3, as my phone messes up. John 3.36, oh, 3, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, whoever does not obey the Son shall not see him in life. It's really easy. It's like... If someone told me this 10 years ago, if someone told me it 20 years ago, if someone told me it before I'm a Christian, I would have thought, no, it's ridiculous. That's it. That's the start of the process. We have to believe with our hearts and give our lives to the Lord. He's literally done everything for us. And it's just so beautifully simple, isn't it? And we now wonder, as Christians, why everybody doesn't just take that on. Why wouldn't anyone take that on board? Why would people steer clear of that? It seems like the safest bet in the world. It seems like the fairest deal we could ever possibly get. Faith v. Works is a, is a regular battle amongst different denominations. We are no more saved the day after we give our lives to the Lord than the day before, than, than, than not. There's no, no work that we can do, there's no check we can write, there's no amount of people we can save that draws us any closer to God, buys us a better seat in heaven. 
The day we give our lives to the Lord, accept Jesus into our hearts, that is the day that we are saved. Bear with me. I heard a great analogy, actually, and I'm not sure who wrote it. It was about um, faith v. works, and imagine faith as the sun. So faith is the ball of sun, and the works are the rays. The works don't exist without faith. Both have to happen. Both go hand in hand, and it's a completely sort of fair deal. Both will happen. We will desire to be more obedient to God in our lives, but it doesn't come until we accept that faith. God's amazing. Still, he gives himself away. God is, is just <laughs> incredible, isn't he? I mean, here we are as human beings. We've let him down time and time again. Mankind has turned against him. And you know what he gives us? A way out. God is incredible. If you've got any woes, take them to God. If you've got any worries, take them to God. If you've got any stresses, take them to God. Does he say life will be perfect here on earth? No, absolutely not. But he's with you every single step of the way. He left us this. This, this rule book or moral code or whatever you want to call it, he left us this to live our lives by. You know what one of my colleagues calls this? A rescue mission. This book is a rescue mission. I'm not comparing it to Die Hard 1 or, or Die Hard 2 or any of the Die Hards. It's a rescue mission that we as human beings messed up and God still gave us a way out. A path to eternal salvation through this how amazing is that? Like, why are we not all screaming this on the rooftops? Why are we not telling the whole world? Why is the whole world not accepting it? We messed up. We're sinners. But God's amazing, and here you go. Live your life by this. Will we mess up? Oh, yeah. There's only one man who walked the earth free of sin, and that's Jesus Christ. We will mess up time and time again. We will constantly get it wrong. And you know what? We're saved by God's grace, and he's there for us to back us up every single time. It's a lifetime's journey of attempting to get it right. And we never really will. But we live our lives attempting to be obedient to God. We live our lives trying to follow the moral code that he's, that he's laid for us. He gives us a change of heart. He transforms our lives. He's just amazing. I can't now see why somebody wouldn't take up that challenge. In the prayer meeting this morning, the words were, taste and see that he is good. So why don't we open our hearts? Why aren't we coming to God and saying, actually, yeah, that's a, that's, that's, that's a pretty fair deal. Eternal salvation, I'll take some of that. Think about it. Open your heart, open your mind. To me, it's just, it's madness that we won't. You're a Christian as a child? Fine. You believe in God? Great. Well, here's the three things that have to come together. Do you believe that God created the heavens and the earth and the planets and the stars and the moons? That God that wants to have a personal relationship with me, with you. Do you believe that? Yes. Do you believe that Jesus Christ was sent to die for our sins? Yes. Do you believe the way to heaven is through Jesus Christ? Yes. You can debate a lot of things in here, and theologians theologians will debate to the ends of the earth about things like predestination and um, end times and and, and those sort of things, and far too heavy for me to understand. But three things aren't debatable. God created everything. Jesus Christ died for our sins. And the only way to heaven is through him. There's no room for debate. Debate other bits if you want. Have a look at it. Do Bible group and, 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 and whatever else. That is the Bible. That is the gospel message. That is the good news that we have. Take it. Run with it. It's just, I mean, why? It's, it's amazing. As Helen said in the song we heard this morning, he's our living hope. He's our living hope. 
There's not enough glory that we can give him. There's not enough songs that we can sing. So what about this song, Reckless Love of God? Well, I wish, I genuinely wish, that the words were perfect love of God. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, perfect love of God. I do wish that, and then it wouldn't cause so much controversy. If the songwriter was being purposely controversial when he wrote it, then fair enough, that's, that's something that he needs to address. If he wrote it attempting to glorify God and still got it that little bit wrong, well, what a metaphor that is for our lives. Because we live our lives attempting to be obedient to God. Not to buy that better place in heaven, not even to buy our way into heaven, but to thank God, to thank God for the gifts that he's given to us, to thank God for the life that he's given to us, to thank God for the eternal life that he has given to us. That's why we live our lives, by these Gifts, they're not rules, they're gifts. There's nothing, no freedom is going to be taken away from you by becoming a Christian. If anything, you're more free than ever before. You're a child of God, you're completely reborn. You are born again. It's the most wonderful gift that we can ever hope for. Take it. Why wouldn't you? I believe in God, that's going to get me to heaven. No, it's not, sorry. God created the heaven and the earth. Jesus died for our sins. The only way to heaven is through the Son. You have to follow those three. You have to accept all three. One's not going to cut it. Two aren't going to cut it. You have to take all three on board. And, the, and, and what you get for that is a wonderful life of drawing near to God, of being near to God constantly. It's the most amazing feeling of... I think it was, it was Helen's daughter who described it. You've got a free counsellor. Counsellors are really expensive. You've got a free counsellor. Take all your worries to him. Take your issues to him. No, it's not going to be perfect. Yes, there will still be illness. Yes, there will still be woes. Yes, there will still be struggles. And there are those things because mankind is bad. Mankind is sinful, as we went back to at the start. But take this gift that's been offered to you. Contact the church. Contact a church. Do an alpha course. Accept God into your life. Why wouldn't we? He transforms lives. And I know mine was different. I know that I was deeply sinful. My past is horrendous. And it's easy for me to understand that, to accept that I was a sinner, and to therefore accept Jesus Christ into my life. It's not as easy for some people, but that's what it is. You can't debate that. Debate other things, absolutely fine. But our only way to true salvation is through this book. I'm going to pray. Father, we thank you for your glorious message that you give to us. Father, we thank you for this, for this rescue mission that you've given to us. We thank you that even though we failed as, as, as human beings, Father, you still love us. You love us regardless. You gave us a way out. You sent your son to, to have a horrendous death on the Christ for us so we could be reborn, so we could live again and so we could spend eternal salvation with you in heaven. So Father, what we pray is for those that don't know that, that they take this on board, that they, they open their hearts, open their minds to this. We pray that these words are, it's you that's exalted this morning. We just pray that this is taken on board. We pray that those who are believers worship you and shout to the heavens. Shout constantly for your love, Lord. You are amazing. And we thank you so much every day for what you do in our lives. What we beg, Lord, and we beg this truly, is for others to accept that into their life. Father, fill this church, fill all the churches. 
our job is to call others into your kingdom, Lord. So, Father, we just pray that this, this word, your word, your living word, your true word is exalted with everyone that's listening. And let us take that on board, Lord, for everyone who sings, everyone who speaks, everyone who shows in their actions. Let's show what your love is, Lord. Let's get out there and draw more people nearer to you. Let's explain your simple, beautiful gospel message, Lord. You created everything. You sent your son to die for our sins. And the only way to heaven is through him. Lord, we thank you so much for what you do. We bring this all to you in your precious son's name. Amen. Thank you, Steve. That was amazing. Pardon? Yeah, yeah. Of course you can, Phil. You can share something. (laughs) I'll back up. Just as Steve was talking there, and he referred to the Bible being the rescue, full of the rescue package from God. And one of the words that came out this morning was that actually God just doesn't come to rescue, but actually throws out a lifeline. And I just want to encourage you this morning that whether you're um, feeling distant from God, maybe you are already a Christian, but you're feeling distant, God's throwing you a lifeline. God would say this morning, I'm, re- I'm here to uh, draw you back into myself. If you just catch hold of that line of my love for you, my acceptance of you, uh, I don't condemn you for your sin. I'm here to rescue and forgive you your sin. And for someone, I, I felt just as Steve was speaking, there's someone, you're, you're almost on the verge of making a decision to follow Jesus. And you've been on that edge and you've been teetering for a while. And I just feel like God would say to you, I'm pulling in the lifeline. You've already got a hold in a sense because you're on that edge and God's saying, just allow me now just to draw you into myself. Allow me to pull you into my love. Allow me to pull you into forgiveness and fresh hope and freedom from the things that have uh, caused you sleepless nights and for things that have uh, caused turmoil in your own heart and your own spirit. You haven't had peace and God would just say to you, uh, there's a place of peace and rest with me and I want to draw you into that. So if, if that's you, if you're the one that's right on the edge, I want to encourage you right now to just offer your life to Jesus. Just come to him and simply acknowledge that you're a sinner and you're in need of Jesus and you're in need of his forgiveness and to receive his love. I just want to encourage you to do that right now.